What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, I need to have a Friday song. I really do, because it is finally Friday. Hello! Live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is finally Friday, Friday, February the 24th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 809, 809 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, we've got another power pack show for you today. Joining me here in our first hour, it's our regular Friday guest. He's the Dean of ENC Sports Talk host. He's a host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN, Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock. Uh, that's also at 107.5 FM in Greenville and Newburn. He's uh, my, my radio mentor. He's a great guy. It's the great Mark Panicelli. We're going to go down ACC Basketball Highway. Maybe talk a little NBA. Uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about everything. Missed him being on the show last week. And uh, really excited to have him back on here with us. So we'll be uh, talking to him here probably about 15, uh, 15 minutes or so here. And uh, we will go the rest of the hour with him. He is up just for us today. How about that? Uh, so uh, very excited about to have, uh, like I said, my good friend Mark Panicelli joining us here in the first hour. And then, uh, listen, it's this simple. It is uh, football, fr- football Friday. It is Freedom Classic Friday. It's finally time for the 2023 Freedom Classic. It begins tonight at Historic Granger Stadium. Uh, that we're going to have our whole second hour, except what we're going to do the birthday game at the end of the second hour, but our entire second hour other than the birthday game. And you know what? I bet you Jonathan and I do a little uh, Freedom Classic talk too when he gets in here. But. Uh, it's gonna. We're gonna be joined by three. That's right, three people here in my plush, well lit studio here on uh, Whitehall Drive. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Scott Austin, a veteran, canceling the North County Parks Recreation Department employee, and I think he's a recreation supervisor now. We'll get all their titles when they get in here. But Scott Austin, uh, who when I got here was just a young, fresh faced pup. Now he has uh, fresh faced pups of his own. And uh, he's been with the Parks Rec Department for uh, 20 years now, which is just blow absolutely blows my mind. But it'll be Scott and Josh Bass is going to be joining us, and then a first timer to the show, Lynetta Powell. So uh, looking forward to having those three from the Parks and Recreation Department. You heard Corey Povar talking about him yesterday, and just all their valuable contributions to the uh, to the effort over at the Parks and Recreation Department, but specifically here with the Freedom Classic. Uh, just very excited. It is going to be beautiful tonight for the uh, Freedom Classic, so you need to get out there to Granger Stadium. Again, we're going to be talking about it the entire show. First pitch tonight is at 6 o'clock, but hear me clearly when I tell you, you don't want to get there at 6. You want to get there about 5.15, uh, get in your seat, and just have a lot of fun, a lot of pop and circumstance before the game. We've got the big flag out there. 
Uh, I don't think there's, there's not a flyover tonight. Uh, there will be, uh, there's a flyover scheduled for tomorrow. There's a flyover scheduled for Sunday too. So, uh, just uh, all weekend long Navy versus air force. You heard from the coaches on Wednesday. You heard from Bill Ellis and Corey Povar yesterday. And like I said, today you're going to hear from Scott Austin, Josh Bass, and Lynetta Powell is a, uh, I'm going to take you, we're going to lift the curtain a little bit and take you behind the scenes of what they're doing, man. And talk to my co-host here on the show, Jonathan Massey, as you know, he is intimately involved in the uh, freedom classic. He's been with the, uh, the air force team ever since the beginning, uh, since, uh, the very first year in 2011, heck Scott Whittington, uh, who is the, uh, who, I don't know. We call him a lot of things here on the show, but I guess show intern is a good title for him. He, uh, he's been out there for a, a long time too, helping with, uh, the effort and, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be a, a great, great event again this weekend. And again, starts tonight, six o'clock, be out there about five though, five fifteen, and just experience everything. We've got bagpipers. We've got, uh, all these different people presenting colors and, uh, it's just, it's awesome. I can't even begin to tell you just how awesome this experience is. And I know I'm talking to a lot of, uh, of freedom classic people who have, uh, who are listening to the show right now, who've gone out there. And if, if it's been a couple of years, if you haven't been since before the pandemic, uh, get out there and enjoy it, man. It is, it is awesome. Last year, we set some records last year, if I remember correctly. I think we had uh, over the three-day uh, weekend, close to 6,000 people come out, came out, so about 2,000 people a game. And I would love to do the same again this year. And again, let me give you a heads up, too. Go ahead and count on, as of this moment, as we're talking right now, here live at 7.05 a.m. on uh, Friday, February the, uh, the 24th, we are a go for tomorrow, and I know like ECU's rearranged their baseball and softball schedules. Uh, I know LCC has. We'll get into that here in a little bit, too. As of this moment, though, the Freedom Classic is uh, still 6 o'clock today, 2 o'clock tomorrow, 12.30 on, uh, on Sunday. But there is a contingency plan, and it is uh, – tonight's game is going to be played. It, it is what it is. That's going to be awesome. Now, if we get rained out tomorrow or weathered out tomorrow, whatever you want to call it, you will know by noon. Go to the Freedom Classic uh, Facebook page, and uh, we're going to be giving you updates. The decision is going to be made before noon, so nobody is going to get the, the, to the stadium at – you know, at 145 or whatever, and then be like, uh, oh, the game's been canceled. No, check out before you head to Historic Granger Stadium, be sure to check out uh, the Facebook page, the Freedom Classic Facebook page. Heck, follow my Twitter feed at BC Hanks. I'll be giving you updates there too. And if it does get moved, it's going to be moved to Sunday. We're going to have a doubleheader Sunday that's going to start at 11 a.m. Uh, but again, as we sit here right now, the, it's going to be three games, three days, like it's uh, like God intended it to be, <laughs> and uh, that's where we're going right now with uh, with the Freedom Classic. But again, be be uh, be wary, be uh, up to date, and the best way to do that is to uh, follow the uh, Facebook page, uh, the Freedom Classic Facebook page, or follow me on Twitter at BC Hanks. We'll be giving you those updates. Uh, you'll know by noon tomorrow, so you'll know whether you're going to get up and well, not get up. I hope you're up by noon on a Saturday. <laughs> but whether you're going to go to the Freedom Classic tomorrow or not, by noon tomorrow for a 2 o'clock start. So there you go. That uh, gets you caught up again. Mark Panicelli here in a few minutes, here in our first hour, and then our second hour. Scott Austin, Josh Bass, and Lynetta Powell. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
I'll tell you what was not fun. Well, you know what? It was a good game. I can't complain. It, Green Central and Kinston last night. And again, if you're like, Hanks, what's wrong with your voice? Well, I yelled a little bit last night on the microphone for, uh, you know, at the Kinston High game. But their season is over as uh, they lost 65-58 to 58 at the hands of Green Central. And I, I tried to tell you guys yesterday, Green Central's a good team, man. They're one of the best teams in eastern North Carolina. In fact, I had the quartet of great teams in eastern North Carolina at obviously Farmville Central, who is, well, Farmville Central. Goldsboro, who's really, really good. And then uh, the two teams that played last night at Viking Gymnasium in Kenston and Green Central. Let me tell you something. Green Central showed out. The crowd was awesome uh, on both sides. I got there. Linda and I got there about 6.30 last night for a 7 o'clock tip-off. And uh, couldn't get in the back door because there was nobody standing back there at the time. So I uh, went around to the front door to uh, go in. And there were about 200, 250 people waiting in line to get in. And, I mean, the line moved quick. I mean, I didn't hear any complaints or anything. But uh, of those 200, 250 people that were waiting at that time, about 630, I'd easily put it, it was 50-50 Green Central to uh, Kenston. And then even when you got in the gym, it was 70% Kenston, maybe 75% Kenston, and uh, a lot of Green Central fans there last night. And got to congratulate the Rams, man. I mean, uh, kind of like what uh, Kenston did to North and North. North and North beat Kenston twice in the regular season. Kenston wins the uh, conference championship game because it's, it's like Greg Clemens uh, put on Twitter last night. It's tough to beat a team uh, three times in one season. That was the deal uh, last night, too. Uh, Green Central led throughout. I mean, Kenston led early, but... Uh, Green Central led uh, from, what, a couple minutes into the game. And Kenston did take a, a lead for about 20 seconds, 25 seconds in the fourth quarter uh, behind. I, listen, I got to talk about Jalen Cobb, man. Uh, you talk about a player that, you know, you always hear this old adage and, you know, the cliche of leaving everything on the court. That son of a gun did, man. 39 points last night. For Kenston, 39 points. He scored 39 of their 58 points. And uh, as good a game as I've seen anybody play since Brandon was here. In fact, the last time that many points had been scored, Brandon scored 41 in a game at uh, Wilson Hunt back in 2015. And in fact, I think it was in December of 2014. It was uh, before the calendar had turned over. So we're looking at... uh, what eight years uh eight years three months or so eight years two months or so since someone had scored that many points for kenston high but jalen had one of the all-time great games for kenston high school i hate that it ended up in a loss for the vikings but i tell you what there's nobody nobody out there that can say anything about that and it just uh man just uh green central played the smarter game than kenston last night and i'll say that uh nothing against the coaching and we're going to get to the coaching here in a second but, uh, man, both the twins fouled out, uh, Khalil and Khalid Sanders. They both fouled out last night. Uh, one of the twins, and I apologize, I always get them mixed up, but uh, fouled out in, in pretty bad fashion when he uh, picked up his fourth foul, then mouthed back at a referee, got a technical, and as you know, that is counted as a personal foul too. So he fouled out early in the third quarter. So you're without one of your starters right there. And then uh, the other twin Fouled out in the fourth quarter with about three or four minutes, or more than that, about five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> Listen, you want to read about that story? All you have to do is go to uh, encmoments.com. Junior Smith III was there. Uh, he's got you a great story up on encmoments.com. 
about that game. But uh, again, uh, you know what? Let me uh, wrap up wrap it up by talking about uh, Kinston High School and just uh, listen. Perry Tindall, one of the best coaches in the state of North Carolina. There is nobody that's going to disagree with that. I mean, everybody that coaches against him, everybody that's coached with him, will tell you that. He won three state championships in 13, 14, and 15, his first three years on the job. I'm going to declare this now. This year was one of the best coaching jobs, if not the best coaching job that Perry Tindall has done in his career. He took a team that, uh, yeah, expectations were high. They're always high at Kenson High School. Don't get that twisted. But uh, but with a team that uh, just really, you know, you had Mir Mir transferring in from Parrot Academy, Mir Mir Moore, who was lost in the uh, conference tournament and played the last, uh, Kenson played the last, what, three games without him, four games without him. I guess three games, conference tournament, championship game, two rounds in the playoffs. Uh, Marquez Graham, who, don't get it twisted, was a valuable reserve off the bench. Uh, and then just some uh, bumps and bruises along the way. And and like I said, nothing against Miramir. Not, and Jalen Cobb, good God. Like I said, the effort he had last night and the way he stepped up in these last uh, three games with Miramir on the bench was just amazing. I mean, I, he proved to me. I still think, and don't get mad at me, Kenson, folks. I still think Treshawn Lynch is the uh, player of the year in Kinston and Lenore, or in Lenore County this year. We'll see what uh, Junius has to say about that when he puts together his uh, all-ENC moments team. But this was not as talented a team as uh, as Perry Tindall has had in past years. I mean, it really isn't. I, I expected a little more out of Horace Smith this year, but it, that was just his role. I mean, you, I was kind of hoping for a double-double average from him this year. He probably averaged six or seven points a game. Six or seven rebounds a game for a three-year starter. I just expected a little bit more from him. Still gave his heart. I'm not trying to denigrate the kid. But this was just not as talented a team as uh, Coach Perry Tindall has had in past years at Kinston High School. And he coached his butt off. I mean, every game. I mean, I he just he coached his butt off. I mean, the the, the losses to the North Lenore, those were tough. But I'm going to say it. And, and, again, I am not taking shots at Kenston High School. I love Kenston. You guys know this. love North Lenore, too. There was more talent. There is more talent on that North Lenore basketball, boys basketball team, than there is on Kenston. I mean, Treshawn Lynch is the best player in the county. The other two guys, as uh, as Trey Scott calls them, the, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, the, the big three. He's got a, a, a snappier name for him, and I apologize. I can't remember what he calls them, but. But North Lenore had more talent than Kenson. Yes, Miramir was very good. Uh, Spot-up shooter, but very good. Uh, Jalen, of course, showed what he could do here in the last half of the season. Uh, but that was that, that was pretty much it. The Twins, they were pretty good, and they stepped up in Miramir's absence a little bit. But, uh, man, Perry Tindall, hell of a job coaching this Kenson team. They finished 21-6, and six, and people are going to consider this a down year for Kenston. Let me tell you, there are so many teams in the state of North Carolina, though. 21 and 6 would be their high watermark. It would be the best season that they've ever had, or one of the best seasons. And that is a, in Kenston, is considered a bad season. It is what it is. Listen, Coach Tandel, kudos. Uh, Jalen Cobb last night. Man, 39 points again. Like I said, just, I, I hate that it came in a losing effort, but man. You hear, again, the old adage of you leave it all on the court. By God, Jalen Cobb left it on the court last night, and kudos to him. Uh, I don't know what his college situation is, and if someone's listening and you know, hit me up with that and uh, let me know what he's doing. 
But uh, I think I saw that Johnston Community College had offered him, and uh, I just wish he would stay here in the county, man. I mean, Lenore Community College could definitely – I mean, he would be a rock star. If he's going to go the community college route, why not stay right here in the county? And uh, I hope Chris Brown is uh, is recruiting him over to LCC. Okay. that uh, Well, let me tell you about the other games last night real quick, too. Uh, North Lenore, man, they looked like they were on the way to uh, another upset. Uh, as they were the 26th seed going into the playoffs. However, a shot at the buzzer uh, up in uh, at Franklin Academy uh, in Wake Forest, North Carolina, uh, defeated uh, North North 43-42. to They lose on a buzzer beater. They end their season at 15-13. and So our two boys teams got knocked out. Uh, and then on the girls' side, too, South Lenore, man, after that big win at East Carteret, uh, unfortunately, they came up on the short end of a 60 60- the 19 game. That's right. South Lenore in 32 minutes of basketball scored 19 points last night. That is not going to dim a great season that they had to. Again, they pulled off that big upset in the first round, beating a 22 and two East Carteret team on Tuesday. But uh, man, Fairmont, God, Fairmont is for real because South Lenore is a damn good basketball team. The girls are, and for them to get beat 60 to 19, that tells me how good uh, Fairmont is. Uh, the Blue Devils end their season with a 14-11 and 11 record, and guess what? That wraps it up for us here in, uh, in Lenore County, at least in uh, prep basketball. I mean, Parrot Academy, as you know, they got knocked out uh, the other night. They got knocked out earlier this week. Now, Kinston and North Lenore boys and South Lenore girls last night knocked out. So it is now baseball and softball season and uh, what? Girls soccer season here in uh, Kinston and Lenore County. Uh, yes, Green Central continues on. Marvel Central continues on in the state playoffs. Good luck to both of them, and uh, maybe we'll try to get Blue Edwards and uh, Marvel Central's coach here on the on the show here in the next uh, couple of weeks as they're making their journeys uh, through the uh, state playoffs. But uh, but for Lenore County, it is over. Uh, but again, prep baseball, and we've got the best team I think in the state of North Carolina in two A and North Lenore. Uh, they they start their season on Tuesday. We're going to be giving you previews of them next week and having some of the coaches uh, on baseball and the softball side here on the show. But, man, I got to tell you, uh, got to promote this a little bit because it was freaking awesome last night. Uh, We had, uh, you know, everybody turned out last night. uh, Everybody turned out last night at – at the Kenson game, obviously, Kenson Green Central. Just uh, I was uh, messaging with James Alverson from the NCHSA, who, by the way, is uh, has, is uh, resigning uh, from uh, the NCHSA. Found out found that out last night. I think March 1st is his last day. So uh, next week, so we're going to try to get him on next week to uh, talk about his decision. We love us some James Alverson here on the show, too. Uh, where was I going with that? Man, talk about losing my mind. Oh. I got text messages flowing in, and uh, and I, uh, good grief, man. and it's made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry, uh, guys, listen right now. It'll come back to me. I'm sure it will. I was talking about high school sports. I was talking about James Alverson and scores. <sighs> Goodness gracious. See, that's the problem with being ADD, guys, is, and I am. I'm ADHD, and you know, I'll be on one track and I'll be doing great. And then a squirrel runs in front of me, as uh, Linda says, and I lose my whole train of thought. Maybe it'll come back to me. Doggone it. 
I had an, an anonymous uh, guy messaging me right now, and uh, it, it threw me off. It's my fault. I should have done better. Okay, uh, hey, let's thank, uh, before we get uh, Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us, let's uh, thank our uh, title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. It's Lenore Community College for almost 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its stu- students through affordable accessible and uh, innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And uh, listen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to uh, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We absolutely, positively could not do it without them, and we do appreciate them. And let me tell you who else I appreciate. Oh, oh, oh no, hold on, hold on. I got to get this going here because uh, we, we've started a new thing here on the uh, Brian Hanks Show. When we have our uh, our week, our daily guests, Monday through Friday, it's just like a baseball game. We've got walk-up music for him. Mark Panicelli, 252 ESPN. Uh, the Drive with Mark Panicelli, 5 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, 107.5 FM, 252ESPN.com. By God, I got a little Lenny Kravitz for you. How about that, Panicelli? Fired up. Uh-oh. Fired up. Let, let, let's listen to Lenny. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I love me. I, unabashedly, I love me some Lenny Kravitz, and obviously you do too. Yes. Love Lenny. Have you ever heard the uh, MTV version of this when he did like the – remember when MTV used to play music and they had the Unplugged series? Have you ever heard the – Oh, uh, love, love the Unplugged. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely enjoyed the, the Lenny Kravitz one for sure, but – yeah, wow, MTV Unplugged. That was something. I mean, you know, it was great. It was great. That was a great show. Back, back when it meant music television. Yeah, and I know it's an old man thing to say, but it's absolutely true, though. I mean, back when, I mean, dude, Lenny Kravitz's Unplugged was awesome. And again, this verse is, you don't even know this about me, I think, or maybe you do. Did you know that? I used to be a blues and boogie DJ in uh, in Gastonia, North or actually it was in Dallas, North Carolina, but serving the Gastonia and Western Charlotte market. I, I actually overheard that on your show this week. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that version of uh, "Are You Going to Go My Way," the unplugged version, dude. I would play that on the Blues and Boogie show with Brian. <laughs> Nice. The Blues and Boogie Show with Brian. <laughs> Dude, here's what's crazy. And you've been in radio a lot longer than me. Uh, but like I said, I was just, uh, whatever, a little uh, little host of this show at Gaston College. Which, by the way, though, I do need to brag, Dude. I did win, uh, not that there was a lot of competition, but I won the Blues DJ of the Year in 1999 in the Charlotte market. How about that? 
Man, that's nice. <laughs> Is that humble nice. bragging? Anyway, but I would play this a lot, and I was just, uh, dude, I or I'm not this. I would play the uh, that bluesy version of uh, Are You Going to Go My Way? So I've loved me some Lenny Kravitz for a long time. Mark Panicelli, we missed you last week, man. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I know you were under the weather a little bit last week. How are we doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, recovering, uh, doing well. Glad to get back to work this week. Uh, even though I think my voice needs some uh, <laughs> needs some time to get back to 100%, but glad to be back, glad to be working, uh, glad to be home. And uh, But, yeah, I, I missed you too on Friday. Well, I can tell you, I definitely did, dude. And, you know, our, our mutual friend, Paul Whittington, uh, we did the show from uh, Garner last week as we were getting ready for the uh, stadium series and Fan Fest and all that up in uh, Raleigh. Which, by the way, dude, I know I talked about it on your show on Wednesday, dude, but, dude. And I say, you know what? I've had two more days to reflect, and I know that's only <laughs> two days to reflect. But uh, since I was on your show on Wednesday, and we're right at, what, six days since it happened. I swear to God, dude, I think this is going to go down, and I, I think it's going to go down as one of my great sports memories of all time, sitting in Carter family and just all all the pomp and circumstance there and all the – you know, everything that went on there, the NC State band, the cheerleaders out there, the players walk. I mean, a football stadium converted to a hockey rink. And I know we've seen it on TV plenty of times, dude. But just to be there in person, dude, it was it was really, really neat, dude. No, it, as uh, we said on the show, on my show earlier in the week, it, it looked amazing on television. I can't imagine what being there was like it. It, it, it had this, uh, you know, like this all-star feel to it, like an all-star game, this special event, this thing that only happens once a year or whatever. But it's not an all-star game. It was, a, it was a game between two teams which, you know, have a little bit of a friendly rivalry, if you will, They're close proximity to one another. They've played some great games over the years. But, no, I, watching it on TV only made me think that being there must have been it's fantastic, I mean, to say the least. Well, it was awesome, dude. And to have uh, Derek Wittenberg in the house and have David Thompson, in my opinion, and we'll save this for the off season when we're struggling Skywalker. for topics. Exactly, but in my opinion, the greatest player to ever – now, I'm not talking about his pro career because, you know, of course, Michael Jordan's going to be that, but I'm talking about in the in ACC basketball play itself – I believe he's the greatest player in uh, in ACC basketball history, and to have him there in the arena or in the uh, stadium, and it just it had a very particular NC State feel, which I had zero problem with, and I know there were some Carolina fans that had problems with it. Did you hear? And I just got to bounce this off of you. Did you hear or did you see on Twitter there was somebody, and I wish I could find it because I tried to find it later, but it was a Carolina fan. They basically said, of all the goodwill that care or that the Hurricanes have done in 25 years of trying to unite our fan bases, you know, Carolina, Duke, State, Wake Forest, even ECU, even, and all this, they blow it all in one night by making it an NC State show. Dude, come on, man. Yeah, I would say that's going a little too far. I I think that the stress of this basketball season may have gotten to this person <laughs> and, and they, you know, I, look, it was it the NC state band, uh, where their NC state, look, it was in Carter Finley stadium. 
if it was in Keenan Stadium and they did that, now that right there would be a whole other story altogether. Um, but the band, it's not like they played the NC State fight song. Uh, as we talked about uh, earlier minute, in the dude, week. They, dude, dude, they did play the NC State fight song. Oh, did they? Yeah. But that was, I, I don't think it was on TV. Now, you watched it on TV, so you can tell me what made okay, it onto yeah. the broadcast. But I can tell you, they played it at least three times in the stadium, which. I didn't even mind that, dude. I mean, again, you were at NC State, dude. I don't know. I've got mixed feelings now. <laughs> <laughs> no, what we, what we heard on TV was they played the the NHL on ESPN's uh, theme, you know, and then the uh, and then rock you like a hurricane. Uh, the, you know, yeah, dude, I want, uh, I want to hear you do the right. NHL. Well, no, no, no timeout. I want to hear you do the NHL and the ESPN <laughs> theme again. Dude, it's too early. It's too early. I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> Something like that. But you've heard it. If you've watched the NHL on ESPN, you know, it's the same one they had in the nineties, uh, back when ESPN did, uh, carried NHL games in the nineties. So. Those were the only ones. I, so. I, lo- I loved hearing you do what? I knew I could talk to you. There you go. There you go. Oh, Panicelli, you made my morning. Intelligent radio. See, we we appeal to the intelligent people. That that intelligent quotient that's out there, son. Well, John Dawson will pick on me when I do something like that, and he'll go, uh, yeah, Marconi folks, uh, yeah, this is, this is your Hall of Fame show right here. <laughs> Love when it's he does always, it, it is always fun to watch when someone's trying to, you know, they're like, and it always starts with that same question, what's the name of that song? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, and then, and then they start humming it, and – you know, and again, that 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 can be challenged. That that's almost like a, we should create that. That's like charades, like name that song. <laughs> like you pick out of a bowl uh, a song, and then you have to like hum it or make the noise, and uh, and your team has to guess it. It's sort of like a, a an audio charades game, dude. We should, I we like should, that. We should man. package that. But you can't sing any of the words. You just have to hum it. Can't sing any words. You have to hum it or make sounds. If you do the whole Bobby McFerrin, you know. Yeah. Oh my God, so, dude! Uh, I think you may have created a million dollar idea here, dude. I think instead of the who sang it, now I mean, we're going to do our birthday game every day here on my show. But maybe, maybe uh, get a Hummer, something like that. No, no, that wouldn't it. be good. What? Uh, find a Hummer. Do a Hummer? I don't know. That's, that's I'm I'm getting off task here, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mark Panicelli, our friend here on uh, the Brian Hanks show this morning, as we are just humming right along. Get it? Get it? There you go. There's your name. <laughs> humming you right along. Hot dude. There you go. Humming right. We're geniuses, man. We are absolute geniuses. Absolutely. Ah, <sighs> dude. I tell you who's not an absolute genius and a lot of people unhappy with him right now. It's your boy. Yes. I'm referring to him as your boy, Hubert Davis up in Chapel Hill, man. Uh, they shoot. It was something great. Two for 21, two for 23 from three point range the other night played a whole first half without one assist 
uh, at Notre Dame. They somehow, some way, come away with a victory uh, at Notre Dame, which, hey, a win is a win is a win. That's what coaches tell you all the time. But, uh, Mark, I mean, we've not had you on for two weeks now, and this Carolina program just continues to get uh, worse and worse. Uh, Leo Lockhart just sent in and said, uh, we could call it Name That Tune. No one's ever used that before, right? It was a was it a game show like on old <laughs> on television? It was. He put a smiley face behind it. Yeah, that's a yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be funny there, but uh, back to Carolina, dude. What in the world is going on? I mean, yes, they got the win, but not a very impressive win. And in fact, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I've seen Carolina fans react to a win the way they did with uh, that uh, win up in uh, South Bend earlier this week. What in the world, Mark Panicelli, is going on with Carolina right now? <laughs> uh, what's not going wrong for uh, North Carolina right now? They, uh, talked about this earlier in the week, uh, I think with Trevor Danell from the Sun Journal. And two things this team does terribly is they are they have lapses of just complete lack of defense. Um. So you're just not getting that you're not getting effort on that end, but they rely on the three so much. You were talking about what two for twenty two, two for twenty three, yeah, yeah. Two and, and it's like at some point, you know, this is where Hubert has to rein it in, and then it just goes back to, and you know, you're not supposed to beat a dead horse, but I and and this horse is like in really bad shape. Like I mean. But I hate to beat the dead horse, but part of the problem is Hubert relies way too much on the starters, even when they play bad. And I can't believe, I, I'm not going to believe that the people he has on his bench aren't capable enough to play more meaningful minutes. And again, I think I've said this, I feel like, I'm having deja vu all over again. It one builds the the, the bench. It, it it you know gives them quality minutes so that when they do come in, they've had that experience. Because you know, <laughs> and this is going to sound funny because North Carolina's got to win out and probably win a tournament game to get into the NCAA tournament, and I mean ACC tournament there's probably a chance they could run the regular season table and still get in because of brand name. And let's face it, the NCAA wants to make money. But all of that being said, even if they were to get in there, there's going to be moments, and there are going to be moments in these next three games where somebody's going to get into foul trouble. And you're going to throw some kid in there who's averaged two minutes a game. And I think that's one of the biggest problems and he had that problem last year. And and, and, he, and and this is my bottom line on this. And you and I have talked about this, the Carolina tradition that Huber was a part of it. When his starters are playing that bad, you sit all five of them down and you send five more guys out there. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's one thing to trust your starters because they're, they're, they are supposed to be your best players and they're supposed to give you the best quality minutes. But this team is not doing it. And I think we've, I could probably come up with like 16 other things that that's wrong with this North Carolina team. 
but uh but but all that being said i mean i think those are the main things their their starters are inconsistent uh they don't play defense uh they rely on the three too much Hubert won't substitute uh these are all things that i think north carolina is getting wrong night in and night out well that voice you listen to is mark panicelli the dean of enc sports talk hosts in eastern north carolina here on the Brian Hanks show this morning, making his regular Friday appearance. We are talking a little Carolina basketball right now and ACC basketball. And I do want to get to the other teams here in the league in a little bit, Mark. But uh, I can tell you. Yeah, we got to talk about Virginia. We got to talk about Virginia. Good God. Um, what, are you trying to depress me? I mean. It, it, no, no, no. Because I'm, I'm a, no, 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 no. Because I'm going to put the positive spin on this. No, dude, I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now, dude. Carolina's going to beat Virginia. And I'm not poor mouthing and all that, dude. We have really struggled. I mean, and I'm not talking about just the game against Notre Dame or against uh, Boston College the other night. I'm talking about even some wins we've had. Dude, we had trouble putting Louisville away. And Louisville is a, what, two, three, four win team or whatever they are. And uh, Virginia had trouble putting them away. I, I think. I hate to say if we're going to, I tell you what, let's wrap the Carolina talk first because I was at the, at the uh, okay, okay. game last night and dude, just it, it's running. Yes. We have Tuesdays with Trez here, but, uh, on the show every Tuesday here on the Brian Hanks show and on two, five, two ESPN. And I, you know, I've avoided it because I don't want to put him on the spot. And, and actually it's part of uh, the NIL agreement too, is you can't talk about other, you know, playing for other programs or possible transfers and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to get him or I in trouble with the NCAA at all. So uh, you're not going to hear any of that. Me asking him those questions here on, uh, you know, on Tuesdays with Trez. But having said that, Mark Panicelli, man, there was a lot, everybody I talked to last night and over the past couple of days, and I've been all with the Freedom Classic coming up this weekend. I've been all over the place this week. That's That's been the number one topic of conversation is it's not even – is Trez going to transfer? It's where is he going to transfer to? And I'm hearing all kinds of wild stuff. And I got to tell you this, uh, as I was doing my show prep this morning, Mark, and uh, I'm friends with, on Facebook friends with both his parents, with uh, his mom and his dad. And his mom had an ominous, very ominous post up this morning that she put up overnight, something about uh, along the lines of, and I wish I hadn't scrolled through and, uh, taking it off my screen here but because i was trying to find it but basically the gist of it was sometimes you have to start all over to find yourself so mm-hmm. if if mom is saying that and his, he's got a great great uh home dude i mean his mom and his dad but they have stayed out of this fray for the most part but for her to say that that makes me that makes me think that uh mark potentially a decision has been made and i gotta ask you and if we, you know as he's a kinston kid and all this and you're sort of outside our bubble being down there in newburn and vanceboro craven county that neck of the woods but where would you like to if trez doesn't stay at carolina where would you like to see him turn up dude well i want to say first and foremost again we don't know anything nope and it, and it's speculation at best and like Waste speculation. So, I mean, because who knows? Because I'll say this, uh, for all those kids that, that are on the bench, um, the good news is there is not going to be a Baycott or a, or a, uh, or a Caleb Love. Uh, I think Leaky Black, I think, is done at the end of this year as well. There's certainly going to be opportunities uh, for some of those guys. But all of that being said, and you want him to go first off wherever you know suits him best, 
but I'm just going to throw this one out there just to really, you know, if, if he went to any of the other big four schools, uh, that would be interesting, right? Because they'd have to play each other twice a year or any other ACC school. But we've always talked about it. Wouldn't it be interesting to see him go to East Carolina? And I know if anybody's saying this, like I'm telling you this, if he can't get on the floor in Greenville, uh, I would be totally shocked. And you and I have talked about it, the fact that it makes no sense that ECU has never really gone after Kinston kids when they're right down the road and, uh, that you know that would be interesting. So I would say this. Hopefully, it would be an uh, an ACC school somewhere uh, because he would you know if you have the opportunity to play North Carolina, give us an automatic storyline whenever they played one another. But you know if he stayed in state, that would be interesting as well. So I'm just going to throw ECU out there. But but again, uh, who knows what you know. The one thing I don't want him to do is to go somewhere so like, don't go to like the, any sort of Pac-12. Because you, you know, one is I'm an old man and I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to stay up for those games. So, uh, but you know, it'd be interesting. Uh, you know, and, and again, all, all speculation. Indeed, you know, and, and, and I'm glad you said that, Mark, and let me reiterate, too. I, I have no inside knowledge. I know as much as the listeners who are listening to the program right now. And, again, I don't want to know because I, I, I want to remain ethical and remain above board as much as possible with all this. Uh, but I'm with you about the big four, and it was so funny. I was talking to uh, oh, uh, R.L. Bynum, who has a Tar Heel Tribune. We're not talking. We were messaging back and forth, and we were talking about some of this stuff. And uh, he said he had heard. Now, bear in mind, now this is speculation on his point here, Panicelli, but he had heard Michigan and Clemson were the two that were uh, the leaders in the clubhouse for uh, for trails right now. Michigan, I, I just, I don't even think they recruited him. Uh, and, you know, and I was here during that entire process. I mean, I know Clemson was in hard, State was in hard, uh, Wake Forest was in hard. I think he had, he held eight or nine offers. I am, almost positive Michigan wasn't in there. So, I mean, I had him dig into it a little bit more RL and he long story short, he is confident that that is one of the ones he's considering now NC state recruited him hard. I mean, really hard. And in fact, uh, he said here on the show when they played state the first time that, uh, and I know other people have said that, uh, in that Clemson was second when he, uh, chose Carolina because he was going to Carolina. As soon as Carolina made that offer, Mark, I mean, he was going to Carolina. It was almost like Reggie. Have I ever told you the Reggie story? No. Oh, you're going to love this dude. You're absolutely going to love this. Uh, and this is from Reggie. I mean, to me, to my, from his mouth, to my ears, but when he's a sophomore, uh, Roy came down to Kenston. Watched him play in an open gym. Wasn't even seasoned yet. Watched him play in an open gym. Offered him that day. Reggie wanted to tell him at that moment, I accept, I want to do it. Wells Gulledge, the head basketball coach at Kinston, though, but, or in fact, that's what happened. Reggie went to uh, Coach Gulledge and said, listen, I want to go to Carolina. You know, I want to tell him yes. Uh, Wells wouldn't let him do it. Coach Gulledge wouldn't let him do it. He said, sleep on it, okay? So Reggie spent the night at Coach Gulledge's house that night, 
gets wakes Wells up like at 4.30, 4.45, something. Maybe it wasn't that early, but early in the morning and says, Coach, I haven't slept all night. I still want to go to Carolina. And uh, Coach Golich <laughs> laughed and said, let, 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 let's give Roy a call. And then they called him like at 5 o'clock in the morning or something like that and told uh, Roy. Uh, he wanted, But that was his dream. It's almost the same deal with Dontrez, uh, Mark. I don't think it was to that extreme, but I mean, his room was filled with Carolina posters. I mean, he loved Reggie. He loves Jerry. And that's where he wanted to go was Carolina. And for this to happen to him, just, it, it breaks my heart, man, because Trez is a dyed in the wool blue Tar Heel blue fan. And just to see what's happened there, it, it is kind of heartrending. But having said all that, He's very fond of Kevin Keats, and he said that on the show, here on the show, about how he really appreciated how they recruited him, and they were the first one in. Uh, State was actually the first per, uh, first team to come see him play when he was a freshman and, you know, recruited him hard, offer, was the first one to offer, all that. But talking to R.L. Bynum, he told me, and I don't remember the historic name, but it, it was crazy. It was like back in the 60s, uh, Mark, that the last time – Somebody transferred from Carolina, Duke, or State to one of those other schools. So if he were to do that, he would be setting some crazy precedent because it's one of those unwritten rules up in the triangle. You don't transfer from Duke to Carolina or Carolina to Duke or State to either one of the other two or or from Carolina or Duke to State, you know? Yeah, but boy, would it be a storyline, right? (laughs) I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? And, I, and I, I'm going to say this, and then uh, I'm not afraid to say it. If Roy Williams were the head coach right now still, I think Don Trez Styles would have seen a lot more of playing time just because of the way he coached basketball yeah, uh, and the way he utilized his bench. And it's been – look, it's been Hubert's criticism, and you and I have said this. If you, you take away that run from ruining Coach K's Final game at Cameron to the Final Four. If if that if that didn't exist, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure that they're not talking about Hubert Davis being in hot seat. I agree with you. I 100,000 percent agree with you there, Mark. Because let's say they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Let's say they lose that game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. They get knocked out, let's say, in the second round of the or the ACC tournament last year, and then they don't. Let's let's just put that scenario out there. They don't even make the NCAA tournament last year. They go to the NIT, maybe win a couple of games in that, and that's it, dude. And then they have the kind of season they're having right now. You tell me, Carolina folks wouldn't be calling for his head right now, just like they did for Matt Darty. Oh God, yeah. There'd, there'd be no doubt about it. That 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 stretch run. And absolute has is what's keeping it together for him. And the problem is this year, and I mean, people point out they don't have a Brady Manic, and they don't. They don't have a guy that can come in and score, you know, uh, 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 a lot of points. And, and, and then to me, it goes back to, well, if you played a little bit more of your bench, you may discover that you got a guy who can uh, come off the bench and bring you some points there. So, it's just a vicious cycle, and I I can't I, I don't know how he saves this season. We'll see if he does. It, it, it got lucky last year, um, but I say if they if they miss the tournament and it, and that's exactly where they're headed. Joe Lenardi has them the first four out. Wow, and so 
if, if they don't make a run and they don't make it to the tournament, to me, Hubert Davis starts off next year with the seat being a little warm. You know, like, where, where, where you, you know, I don't know. You, pe- you people have to have those nice seat warmers in your car, <laughs> and maybe you turned it on too high. But, like, you know, it's kind of halfway there, and it's like, okay, this is really feeling warm. I would bet you that's where he's going to start off the season next year. Um, because, again, North Carolina, the expectations of North Carolina, you know, it's, it's like everybody makes fun of Alabama, uh, you know, Alabama football fan, which, again, I think is still another level altogether. But, but you know, we've seen them, and, again, it's just the same fan base that has had a fire Roy crowd, uh, you know. That, and I'll, that was nev- trying- I'll never forgive the Carolina. <laughs> you know, I've talked about this many a time, so I'm not going to rehash it. But dude, I'll never forget Carolina fan for for Fire Roy, one of the greatest coaches in the history of college basketball, dude. Oh yeah. Ugh. Uh, okay, Mark Panicelli on the line here with us uh, on our Spence Automotive guest line. And uh, let me thank Spence Automotive real quick while I've got a chance here. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I uh, really do appreciate uh, Keith Spence, Spence Automotive, for sponsoring our guest line here every day on the Brian Hanks Show. Spence Automotive is where I get my car serviced. It's absolutely where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports riding legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires. And tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And thank you so much uh, for being one of our day one sponsors, Spence Automotive. Uh, let's we'll get back here with Mark. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Ah, look at you. Uh, doing the Shane Albee beep, beep. I love it. Uh, let's uh, let's get back to it and uh, talk a big game tomorrow night. Uh, uh, Virginia at North Carolina. It's at six o'clock. It's going to be on ESPN, and it looks like with with Kenston losing last night, I should probably go to the uh, Freedom Classic banquet tomorrow night because we've got a great speaker and all kinds of great things happening. But Mark, I, dude, I, unless unless I can record the game and nobody give me any updates and I turn off all my, <laughs> I've done that one time, dude. I did it in the NCAA tournament uh, when Virginia in 2019 when they were on their way. It was either the second or third round game. I had something I had to be at that I couldn't not go to. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. And, uh, she just, she just came down the hall and flashed me. Okay. So, uh, you know, I talk about, you know, my ADHD is awful anyway. So yeah, great, great. I appreciate that. It was awesome though. Okay. But anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Carolina, Virginia. Oh, and that I was able to do that during their run to the 2019 championship that it was some of, I think it was a freedom classic or it was something. And I did the same thing, Mark. I mean, I avoided everything. I I actually turned my phone off. Uh, I had to speak at this event that we were at. And as soon as the event was over, I got in my car, I had recorded it. I drove home and I watched it all the way through and it caught up with it live. Like in the final three minutes of the game, dude, have you ever, have you ever done anything like that? I always try, but what you got to remember is it's not, it's not just your, you know, ESPN or Fox sports or whatever notifications. You can't go on social media. <laughs> you, I mean, you can't go on Twitter. 
You you can't go on Instagram. You can't go on the Facebook because there's going to be information right there, right there on your scroll and your feed. So if you feel like you can stay off your phone for that long, then you can pull it off. Yes, sir. Well, Jason. That's what I always make that mistake. I'm like, okay, I won't look, I won't look. And then I'll go, oh, there's a notification here on Twitter, and I'll go, and then it'll be right there. It'll pop up, and then I'm like, oh, God. But, Mark, that's so. what I'm telling you, dude. I turned off my phone. I didn't look at a computer. Like I said, it was a speaking engagement. I, I spoke at the event, and as soon as it was over, I, I left because I didn't want anybody out in the crowd to say, hey, I know what it was. It was our Hall of Fame. It was a 2019 Hall of Fame, so I had to MC that. And, uh, and, and again, I mean, I think I, ma- I made a joke up on stage about it. You know, hey, nobody tell me. And then, of course, you know how people are. And, I, I dude, you're going to think I'm exaggerating, Mark, but I promise. I put my fingers in my ears and went, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, all the way out to my car. I didn't turn my car radio on. And I drove home and was able to watch it and had no idea what it was an hour and a half behind and just basically, you know, speed wa- sped watched it through it all the way to the end, dude. Well, I mean, it, it can be done. It absolutely <laughs> can be done. Real quick, because uh, there might be something that you're going to move into. This will take a really brief time. I just, because Brian can relate to this. But how about this? To make us feel a little older today. Uh-oh. 43 years ago today. You know, the Miracle on Ice, we love it. A lot of people think that we beat the the Russians to win the gold medal, but that was a semifinal game. And it was a great story because our amateurs against what was arguably one of the best teams in the world. But today's actually the 43-year anniversary of the U.S. beating Finland to, to, to go ahead and win the uh, the gold medal at the 1980, uh, what was it, Lake, Lake Placid, yep, yep, yep. Uh, New York. Olympics, or Olympics, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of my earlier sports memories. I'm, I don't know if you can draw back to those I, days, but today's really the anniversary. Can't. I mean, of course, I understand and I appreciate the history of it, Mark. But I got to tell you, being a young pup growing up in uh, in, in in the the mountains of North Carolina and, and Wilkes County and Thurman. I remember it vaguely, but it wasn't like an appointment kind of viewing kind of thing. I was a big, you know, of of course, ACC basketball and NASCAR fan at that time. So that was, uh, again, I remember it. And the older I got, the more I appreciated it, the more I studied it and all that. But in the moment, I got to admit to you, dude, it it wasn't that big of a deal to uh, us rednecks up in Wilkes County. Shame, shame. Shame, no, shame. No. <laughs> uh, listen, Jason Bryant, uh, dude, and this is just, man, my ADHD has just been all over the place, man, because uh, people have been messaging me the last couple of days. I think I'm going to have to turn off messaging because it throws me off, but he did send this and it's awesome. He said, Virginia should destroy Carolina, and if Virginia loses to Carolina, you don't want to watch it anyway. He is absolutely right, Jason is, but but I'm still going to I'm still gonna probably watch it tomorrow night. But uh, your prediction, what do you what do you see happening tomorrow night, especially knowing the way Virginia has struggled over the last couple of weeks, and, and God, we know what's going on with Carolina too. What do you see happening tomorrow night in Chapel Hill, Mark? Well, here's what I know. Uh, two things. One, Carolina has played better at Hunt. However, Tony Bennett's kind of owned North Carolina. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's, uh, what, seven out of the last nine or so? 
that 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 he's won. It is desperation time for for North Carolina, but they didn't play great uh, even in that win against Notre Dame. I wonder how fired up Virginia is going to be after the loss to Boston College. Uh, so, um, I, I'm going to go reverse psychology here. I, I'm going to pick Virginia uh, to win. Uh, we're going to say because you guys are going to keep the low scoring, sixty-three to fifty-four. I like it from from your mouth to God's ears. That's all I got to say. Okay, that's what I would yeah. love to see because uh, I'm telling you, I'm uh, I'm a little bit worried. Especially, I mean, dude, Boston College is awful, is awful, and you lose by 15 to them. You barely beat a Louisville team that can't beat teams that we've never even heard of. The you know and. In college basketball, I'm really worried about that. But I, I, because the depth of the ACC is not being recognized, I, the problem is we don't have a, a two or three loss team. Yeah, and the ACC is beating beating up on each other. It's hard to win a road game in the ACC. I, I think the bottom half of the ACC is better than the bottom half of most every other conference. The problem is our top end doesn't have the uh, you know, that team that's only got, you know, two or three losses, uh, whereas you know, some of these other conferences do. So, I mean, that's the difference there. I still say the ACC is the best basketball conference in the country. Well, and I appreciate your love of the ACC for sure there. Hey, uh, full slate of games tomorrow in the ACC as we wrap up our appearance here or our uh, visit with, uh, with Mark Panicelli. This intrigues me. Uh, you want to know how good NC State is? We're going to find out tomorrow. A very, very good Clemson team who's in the, the top four positions in the ACC travels to Raleigh tomorrow for a noon game. It's going to be on ACC Network. Dude, what do you think is going to happen in that game? What do you think you're going to find out about NC State tomorrow? Oh, I already think NC State's exceptional. Uh, they've got... I think uh, Joiner's great. I think uh, obviously to Cravian Smith and this this just hoss of a man and DJ Burns. Yeah. Uh, I, I and obviously one of the better turnarounds. Um, they were projected to finish 12th in the conference. Look where they are now. Looks like they're headed towards the big dance. No matter what. I mean, only Pittsburgh is a bigger comeback story because they were projected to be 14th and you look how wow. well that they've played this year in, in the ACC. But now I think NC state's really good. And Hey, did North Carolina beat Clemson? I, I wouldn't be scared with <laughs> NC state. In fact, they didn't just beat him. They beat the crap out of him. Something like 91, 71, uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I agree with you, but I, dude, I just, I, I love Kevin Keats. I've talked about it on your show. We've talked about it here on my show. Greg Clemens hates it when I talk about it so much, but I, I think the world of Kevin Keats, and it's good to see a good guy get uh, get a little recognition. But again, a full uh, Louisville at Georgia Tech, Florida State at Miami, Syracuse at Pittsburgh, of course, Virginia at Carolina, Notre Dame at Wake Forest, Virginia Tech at Duke. And, man, that Virginia Tech at Duke game, couldn't a hole just open up in the middle of the floor and just swallow both those teams and uh, we'd just be done with that? <laughs> yes, yes. Didn't it? it it could turn into an NBC show. What's that, La Brea? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never seen it. I've seen the uh, commercials. I watched it, but... the first three episodes of it, dude, and it was abysmal. Listen, 
Mark Panicelli, 252 ESPN. Dude, it's so good to have you back on the show, dude. We missed you last week. Uh, start feeling better. We'll talk to you next week, dude, okay? Absolutely. Have a great Friday. You too. That's Mark Panicelli. You can hear him Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. on uh, 252 ESPN. 107.5 in Greenville and New Bern, and uh, even right here in Kenston, you can hear him too. That wraps up our first hour. Coming up here in our second hour, we're going to have some rock stars from the Kenston-Lenore County Parks and Recreation Department. Scott Olson, Josh Bass, Lynetta Powell on the Brian Hanks Show.